Hey, what's up, bookworms and bannermen? We are back another another time here to talk some House of the Dragon. This time for episode number four, The King of the Narrow Sea. But I am not alone, as always, joining me, the Lord Commander of the Kingsguard, Sir Scott the Bald Booktuber. How are we this evening? It is a fantastic day. It is my favorite episode, and I'm ready to rock. Oh, all right. Well, he's uh, he's he's burying the lead a little bit here, guys. Uh, uh, Queen of the Andals, protecting the Seven Kingdoms, the Mother Dragon is the first of her name. She drinks and she knows things. Madison Targaryen, how are things this evening? I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty good. You're feeling pretty good. Well, guys, you know me. It's uh, it's Houston, Texas. So uh, we are the Kingdom of Dorne out here. So unbowed and been unbroken, Sir Mike of House Martell. Ready to talk some more dragon, guys. I gotta say, it seems like the stragglers who were kind of laying low, being like, ah, I don't know. After the way Game of Thrones, I don't know if I'm gonna watch. Seems like that that kind of that kind of went away finally because we went from 10 million in episode one, 10.2 million in episode two to 16 million in episode three. Obviously, we don't have the numbers for this episode yet, but I think that um, yeah, the 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 wall of optimism has kind of shattered a little bit, or cautious optimism, and everybody's just like, all right, bring it to me because this is just too much. Uh, a little bit of FOMO, I think, uh, ha has kicked in, and just about everybody seems like they're back on board now. I wouldn't be surprised by the season finale this year. We're hitting Game of Thrones numbers. Would you be shocked by that? Hope so. Welcome to the bandwagon. We tried telling you. Yeah, and you know what? No, no, no ill will here, guys. We want you. We want <laughs> no, you. Yeah, jump on. The so episode Mary. number four, The King of the Narrow Sea, for the most part, I feel like uh, if you have read this little tome right here, you kind of knew a lot of things were coming. But I think there was enough surprises with this episode that uh, we've got lots of things uh, to talk about here. But uh, I'm just so glad that we finally got some incest back on TV, aren't you guys? I mean, it's just been too long. <laughs> That's the most important thing, yeah. It sounds wrong to say, but... <laughs> so wrong it just feels right <laughs> i said something about the illustrations in this book i was like only george could make uh incest just seem so romantic huh but uh hey uh ryan condal and miguel sapachnik are doing a good job of uh of making that vision come to life a little bit uh so before we get going just overall thoughts scott already kind of showed his hand a little bit there this was your favorite episode yet right yeah very political a lot of scheming my kind of stuff uh, I love any time that Patty and Matt Smith are on screen together. We got a lot of that. I love any high Valyrian. We got a lot of that. Uh, very, very excited. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I mean, not to be a copycat, but kind of for all the same reasons. I don't know that it's my favorite. I, I'm really bad at ranking things when it gets past two, honestly. Yes, I have a hard time making my mind up. But I really, really enjoyed the episode. And again, for mostly the same reasons, like it was one hour that spanned over maybe just a couple days. And so you're getting a lot of dialogue and a lot of character moments and some moments that you're like, oh, good. Like, I was glad to see that. I've been waiting for that. And then suddenly you're like, OK, like, well, that changes things. So it was just a, it was a great episode. That's definitely going to be a um, I mean, this is like a turning point episode. Like things change after this for sure. So I am yeah. um, I'm super happy with it. I'm like you, man. As much as we got past three, I'm like, I can't rank him anymore. Look, spoiler, I've loved every episode so far. They're yeah. four for four for me. I haven't had yeah. anything. This was the episode where I was curious how people who haven't read it were going to start feeling because this was the first one where it kind of slowed down a little bit, took its time. But to me, like I said, this is when I think Song of Ice and Fire is its best when people are playing the game. Yes. And good Lord, can Damon Targaryen play the damn game, son? He can play it well. So uh, it almost works out for him uh, in certain ways, which we will get into the, the details here. But, uh, okay, with the actual episode here, I got to say, 
it's not an accident that Rhaenyra just happens to remember to wear this Valyrian necklace the day that she that, that you know she just knows she just might see Daemon Targaryen. Huh? That wasn't an accident at all, was it? I think she's quite uh, uh, enamored a little bit. I think will be the right word. Is that the word you use for it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, mm-hmm. She seems to be quite taken. Yes. Yeah, I think in her mind she probably thinks. Well, first of all, like. It is not that outlandish for a Targaryen uncle to marry a Targaryen niece. Like, it just isn't. So, like, all incest jokes aside, like, she's thinking on the right track here. And she's thinking, this is a choice that I can make that can still be rebellious in my own choice. But it's still not, on paper, even a really bad choice. So, um, it's like she's getting to be a little bit of both. Like, she's kind of being a brat and a rebel. But she's also like, no, I'm thinking like a queen. Like, don't get me wrong. I have to marry somebody. So, I mean, again, she didn't verbalize any of that or t- take it there at the dialogue. But you can kind of tell she's like, I'm taking matters in my own hand because I can. So, I thought it was some interesting chemistry between the two of them, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I think anytime Matt Smith's on the screen, the show is just excellent. Uh, I, I do think the stuff with him and 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 uh, Viserys was probably my favorite parts of the whole episode. Yeah. And it seems like those two, anytime those two are on screen together, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm having a but great I, time. But I also thought Rhaenyra and Allison had a really, really great, two really great yes. scenes yes, this episode. So the cast is great, guys. I have no yes, problems with this cast. Yeah. Like I, even more so than Game of Thrones, I feel like this cast is just beyond beyond perfect. But Forgive me if I'm wrong here. Are we at Storm's End here? Is this yeah. castle we're at Storm's End? I think it's, yeah, yeah Storm's End. She's listening to potential suitors. And uh, what is it? I think that's Berman, Mormon Baratheon. That's kind of a, kind of Whichever holding the event there. Tells her she, you know, <laughs> yellow, calm down. You're being a little vicious here. But by the way, Lord Dendarian uh, presenting himself. I thought he was like presenting a kid. He's presenting himself. That was I mean, at first I was like, okay, yeah, he's presenting uh, his kid or something. They're like, no, this is a song of ice and fire. Of course he's presenting himself. So good for her for being like, yeah, I'm sure you remember what Queen Allison was like, you know, because you were alive <laughs> back then. <laughs> yeah, and then following it directly up with the little kid, she was like, this is too much. I'm out of here. Like, right. first I'm just going to say, little Lord from House Blackwood, I don't think it ever says his name. Uh, dude, that, that kid, bring, give him respect. He was, yeah. he was not, he was ignoring, he was ignoring uh, the kid from uh, uh, Bracken. Uh, Bracken, House Bracken. He was ignoring that kid the whole time. He kept his composure. You know, it's just, she's, she obviously isn't interested in what Viserys has put together here. You know, she's humoring him for this little tour he's put together. But uh, yeah, him and the, and the, and the, and the Bracken kid getting kind of surly here. Something I didn't notice or didn't know about actually was apparently these two have like kind of a Hatfields and McCoys kind of mm-hmm. rivalry between these houses. They have like a blood feud or something. Because I know yeah. a lot of people got upset when uh, the the tournament episode. People were saying, "Oh, I can't believe they've just let them like kill nobles like that." Uh, same with this. Who's going to stop them? You know, who's going to stop them? Yeah. I mean, he actually guts this kid, and it's just like if these two had like a blood feud already, who's going to stand in between them? You know, that's like a matter of honor. They aren't going to stand in between that. The gauntlet's been thrown. Like, uh, if I remember right, George talks a lot about it in A Feast for Crows because we have a lot of episodes in the Riverlands. And those two houses have been enemies for time immemorial. And so I thought that was a neat Easter egg. And I actually liked a lot of what the Bracken kid was saying. He was being kind of a, a punk. But he yeah. was like, yeah, you really turned the tide, your house. Right. And oh, you'll really be safe now. She doesn't have a dragon or anything. Like, that stuff was hilarious. I'm just saying the two, the two uh, potentials that we heard from, uh, he definitely won that round. Okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, we're from the first men, you know, things like that. He's got a lot more. 
but he, he wasn't right. Like I said, uh, uh, Lord Bracken wasn't wrong where he's like, they got fucking dragons. What do they care about your army? You know? So. I could, I could see her like walking away and being like, all right, fine. Put the kid back on the short list. Like <laughs> he's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Shades of a uh, lady Mormont, uh, the, the young, <laughs> the young lady Mormont is what a lot of people are saying. So uh, yeah, quickly. Wouldn't mind seeing him make another, uh, another appearance, but uh, Bernardo does say, forget the tour. Let's go home, uh, you know, because I guess she just thinks that Viserys is kidding around when he said, I'll let you pick your own. But, you know, you got to you've got to marry someone. I guess he thought she he was kidding. I don't really know. But uh, clearly she just wants to get home because she knows that, uh, you know, Damon's going to be showing up soon. And uh, I'm just going to say Caraxes was flying a little low. Right. I mean, he ever the show off Damon is right. That was clearly yeah. showing off. I mean, he almost gave her concussion there. Hell, she almost fell off the damn boat. But uh, yeah, Damon, always what a show off, right? You gotta love him. Buzz in the tower, yeah. I mean, it was a beautiful scene, though. I mean, anytime it you was. get some dragons, but I think the ships look awesome too. Yeah. Love oh it. yeah, for love sure. Uh, anything else about these potential suitors before we uh, before we move back to King's Landing here? I don't think so. It was a short scene, short and sweet. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, Bracken and Blackwood getting after it, and the Bracken kid. Uh, choking on his own words that was kind of funny. i like checking out all of the uh, sigils and stuff and seeing how many i don't know because there are some here i'm like i have no idea like i think one of them was like house mud yeah, house mud i saw house oh, yeah. spray totally saw a lot of them that you obviously are going to recognize right away but there was somewhere i was like i've never even seen some of these before so that's one of those i'd like to actually like you know pause it and actually look at it but i didn't have a chance to watch this a second time or you know pause yeah. things real life i had to go back to work today guys it sucked it sucked really <laughs> life. no fun <laughs> <laughs> so uh damus i guess it, i like that where damon tells viserys uh he gives him crap beater's hammer he's like add to the throne totally so gangster good. totally totally gangster i mean yeah. so this is a very very famous scene guys him taking the crown off i mean it's a shame you know they didn't have it where uh where 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 caraxes was behind him you know that famous art that we've seen but you know what mm -hmm. this was still it was still a really really cool scene yeah. mm -hmm. i'm glad we got it the way that we got it it did have a Enough tension, I think, to where, yeah, they could actually like start swinging, or, you know, Damon could bend the knee here. I think yeah. it did kind of have that tension. That you don't know which way it was going to go. But because uh, Damon is the showman, you could see him being like, let's go ahead and start some shit. <laughs> you know, so he does love stirring the pot. <laughs> that crown could have looked better, though, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I didn't I, think I it looked all of the marketing or all the costuming and stuff on the show, I think, is just stunning. Like, I'll talk about Alicent and Rhaenyra's dresses a lot this episode. That always is going to be something we'll talk about. All the tunics, the men's tunics look awesome. But, oh, my God, that crown. That looked like something my kid would have brought home from second grade. Just, just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's a driftwood version of arts and crafts or something. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind giving that crown up, too. But, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so we, we still got the the rift between them and, and the the Valerians, but you know, other than that, hey, you've done the search, you've done the realm of great service. So you, you're thinking, hey, that's all Damon wants. He wants his brother's approval, right? Kind of. All, all he wants. I mean, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Uh, so Damon Otto, you can tell already they're kind of playing their game, and uh, I think it's clear <laughs> Damon wins. But uh, with this, like, even in this scene, you can see the. Otto's just like seething, you know, and I think that's something they've done really well is showing how much those two just do not like each other. And, and I'm glad this episode that we finally see this. Someone realizes, yeah, uh, awfully things are really just awfully convenient for Otto, like all the time, how the stuff keeps like, <laughs> like playing into his hands. And we kind of see a little bit of that piece by piece in this episode. We get that really awesome stuff about the about the belly burster, as I call it later in the episode, yeah. which is something I'd completely have forgotten about. 
So, uh, yeah, I, I do love seeing those two play the game. And Damon's just – I feel like he's just he's just setting these pieces in place long before he even sneaks uh, right, right near out of one of the little Magor's hidey holes, as I like to call it. So, uh, yeah, I just from the minute one, I think if you did go back and watch this a second time, just watch how Damon is just playing chess this entire episode. And I think that you'll see yeah. this guy had this planned out before he even landed yeah he knew it was going to happen here and i think like it's beautiful beautifully done yeah ruin her reputation and be the only one that's willing to marry her and try and force the series hand and marry her that was part of what he wanted to do yeah so, didn't work out but it almost did all right let me look at let me look at some of these these questions or comments here i have i've been i've been ignoring them i apologize uh, hey, so uh, Jose, you did not think? Did you not think the dragons looked good before this? Because I thought they looked pretty good. Oh, all, right. all right, there's always room for improvement, right? Uh, how many times were you watching the episodes? I haven't gotten around to second watch. Yeah, I haven't watched this one or the last one a second time. So it's not because the the excitement has fell off for me personally. I just haven't had an opportunity. So, yeah. but you guys both watch. I watch. I've watched each of them twice. Once the night of and once the next morning. Yeah. I've watched, actually, I'm not like this insane, but I guess I am. But I bought, I watched everyone three times because I watched it myself initially. And then I rewatch it for this talk. And <laughs> then I always watch it later in the week with Matt. So, <laughs> I've, but this episode I've only seen once because, yeah. yeah I ran out of time. I ran out of time to watch it before, uh, before tonight. But uh, I haven't watched Peaky Blinders, but I think I understand what Arm is talking about here with Damon walking in like he was... And Peaky Blinders wearing that crown. It's kind of like a my, my gift of Tyrion walking into King's Landing with his VIP pass. <laughs> uh, yeah, the chi the chicken bones, the chicken bones crown was was pretty pretty bad. Uh, what y'all think about? Okay, here's something I, I complained about last week. Why does every Targaryen got to have long hair? Why can't you have some some short hair? So what y'all think of Damon's look with the short hair? I thought he looked like an extra from like if he was like playing Lane Staley or something back in the Allison Chains days. <laughs> Um, I liked it because I think it is a good visual for like showing that he came changed, like showing that he he's trying to present himself in a different light as a different person, just long enough to get kind of back in Viserys' good graces. And again, not that a haircut necessarily does that because, you know, Viserys doesn't have anything against long hair, but I think it's just a mm -hmm. visual for the audience and for his audience at court to show that like he's literally a different person. And then I think it, it's striking. I like it. I, it still bothers me that they can't give him any eyebrows. Like, like I, he doesn't need to have like black eyebrows, but like, I don't know. For some reason, this hair made that like more prominent for me this episode, but um, I like the haircut. I'm a fan. Yeah. And I think uh, one scene, I don't know if it was lighting or not, but it almost like he had like, like raccoon eyes or something. I was like, <laughs> dude, you look like you just got back from like a Marilyn Manson concert or something. You really did. <laughs> Maybe it's just because he was like loaded. Uh, how do you guys think about this? This, this, what he's presenting here is how you guys feeling that they're, you still think they're handling the time jumping well? And you think, I think with this one, them, them actually kind of giving us a little cameo of Helena Targaryen. Mm -hmm. You guys know that was, the, that was the baby she was pregnant with last yeah. episode. Yeah. Going to be a very important character, Helena Targaryen. Uh, I, I think that was just kind of show, yeah, time is still kind of going by quick here. Like I said, I think uh, after the prologue, the show kind of started in 103, and I think at the end of this episode, we're in 109. So we've done six episodes, six mm -hmm. years. In four episodes, do you think they're still handling this well, or do you wish they would like you know flash like a year or something on the bottom of the screen? I think it's pretty. I mean, to me, I mean, I, I'm a mom and I've had babies, so to mm. me, it looked like it was a, a, you know approximately a year. Like that baby looks like it's anywhere from nine to ten months old, 
And we're assuming she didn't have the baby like the next day after the, you know, the last episode. So I would say anywhere from, you know, eight months to a year later, that's kind of what I, I thought the baby kind of was our like time indicator. I would have liked to have seen Agon. It would have been nice to see, you know, yeah, some baby, yeah. from him. But, but I, I think, think they're trying to avoid five. casting like nine people to play one no, role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand from a practical standpoint. I just if there was some. I think other- a, a show like this, uh, they trust their audience's intelligence, and they're not going to hold. Mm-hmm. I don't look. I don't look at it as being lazy as much as they just they trust that the audience is smart enough to catch catch what's Figure going on. I think, I think but uh, this is this is the great point here. Uh, before episode one, I was worried about Millie Aycock. Now I'm worried when she leaves. We got one more episode with uh, young, young Rhaenyra and young Allison, and I think they've both been an absolute revelation. Uh, it's to the point to where it's like I am so sad we're going to be losing mm-hmm. these two. Now I'm not going to be that thing where I'm like I'm just going to be comparing the new actors to the to these, but it's it's going to be hard not to because these two have just crushed it so bad. It almost makes me hope that. <laughs> Maybe we get uh, you know flashbacks in future episodes so we can see them again because they've just been so so great. So yeah. um, they have, uh, I said they have multiple good scenes. This one, I think the one, uh, I think this episode does a really great job of capturing Allison's loneliness at court about mm. how they're what these two are going through is actually a lot more similar than you would think it is. And it kind of shows that they're maybe, you know, it's been like five years. Maybe they're actually starting to heal their wounds a little bit. You know, they actually do talk to each other. They hold hands at one minute, you know. So it's an uneasy alliance. But I got to think in this situation, uh, if my best friend marries my dad, it's going to take at least five years before I will, you know, be <laughs> yeah, like, okay. seems reasonable, yeah. yeah. I hated that exchange. Oh, man, I hate it because I think it was the tapestries. Uh, I was like, what a dick. <laughs> My wife is so pissed off. You know, she's literally just trying to be a good hostess and act like the queen should. And she's he's like, What are you stupid? He hates tapestries. tapestries. Like he literally like mocked her and like like made a joke of it. And I was like, and I was proud of Rainier for being like, I like tapestries, let's go. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was so rude of him showing off in front of his brother. He's like, No, mom like you more. No, mom like you more. I'm like, really? Brothers, brothers. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's realistic. That's family. Yeah, but yeah my wife was, was like, brothers. "Oh, oh, he did not just do that." <laughs> so, what a dick! Yeah, yeah, that was that, that was really. And then sent the servant for her later. Said he's ready. Go mm. get him. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh man, jeez. But that when they wrapped when they were on the bench, that moment where Renee kind of realizes that she put her foot in her mouth and she was like, oh, so I'm just supposed to be like a prisoner in a castle which just pumps out babies? And Allison's like... Yeah. Read the room! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be terrible, wouldn't it? Like... <laughs> poor girl. <laughs> so, uh, you think that this is a, you know, pretend you haven't read the book here. Pretend you're just a, a, a show watcher. Are the wounds healed? Or is this just a, hey, we're both kind of going through the same thing? Because I, I, I don't want to like start like a gender war here, but I'm saying that I do know that a lot of women I know can be like complete mortal enemies and the next day they're best friends. But then they're back to being mortal enemies the next day. So it, I it, think it shows progress. I think it shows maturity. Yeah. I think it shows that Renera's starting to be like, all right, this is what it is. And, you know, she was doing her duty. So like I think it shows progress and it shows maturity. I don't think, you know it's all water under the bridge. I don't think it'll ever be the same as it was before, but I think it shows maturity and that they're putting forth effort. Right. I agree with Matthew here. They've managed to make Allison likable in fire and blood. She doesn't have 
much of a case for being likable. This was something I always knew that the show was going to be able to uh, do things in a way where when one week people will be like, hey, I'm team green. Next week they're going to be like, I'm team black. And it's going to kind of go back and forth. There isn't going to be no, I'm going to pick, I'm ride or die with this character. There is no ride or die on this show, I don't think, as much as you would have had in Game of Thrones as compared to this one. But yeah, I think they're doing a wonderful job with Allison because uh, yeah, I actually like really, really feel bad for her. Not just the, the loneliness part where she basically just woke up at two in the morning. Oh yeah. By the way, the King wants to fuck, you know, I mean, that's just, <laughs> go get him. <laughs> and you know, he's like a freaking leper right now. I don't know what's going on with all that, but uh, yeah, yeah it's, uh, I, I think they're really, really capturing that very, very well. But uh, she, looked like uh, she was yeah. having a great time. So that's good. Yeah, I bet his back smells bad too. I'm sorry to put that out there. But the whole time I'm sitting there like, oh, like I think she has love for the king, and I'm sure it's not always like that for them. But come on, like you were an asshole to me today. You're Mm -hmm. drunk. You've been showing off for your brother, and you want to stumble in at 2 a.m. and like tap me on the shoulder. I don't think so. That's not how it works. (laughs) Yeah, she gives him a nice little pity smile when he looks at her during it, though. About that, she's doing her duty. Uh, so, so uh, Lone Exile here, who is an actual personal friend of mine, I'm not going to say his real name because in case he wants to keep his identity unknown. So the show does a good job of telling us our entire story through the nudity scenes as opposed to Thrones. It just throws it in the background for, for shock value. Uh, I'm just glad we don't have any more sex position scenes. Uh, I mean, the fact that there are a pleasure house, it would make sense that it would just be a big giant orgy. Uh, I, I think that's, that's great. I don't want to say it's like done in a tasteful way, but it's not like, I used to say with HBO, their slogan used to be, it's not TV, it's HBO. I used to say it's not HBO, it's full frontal. It was just like, they felt, mm-hmm. oh, it's been 12 seconds. We got to have a full frontal yeah. now. I think they're more aware of uh, that, that meme that they kind of became there for a while. So I feel like they're, be- I don't really feel like anything is like them being sensitive to anything. Like I know like a lot of people are trying to make it sound like, guys, this show is still unapologetically the same show mm-hmm. that we, we came to know. I think they're just more aware of the things that might've made people cringe a little bit. I sure. definitely think that they're, they're a little bit more. And in Game of Thrones, like, it kind of was a big risk because, you know, at that point, fantasy was for nerds. Like, that's a pretty small Mm -hmm. um, portion of your audience. And so they probably did think we need to be really risque. So at least we'll get some casuals who just are here for the titties. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, it's going to get a reputation. Like, are you watching Game of Thrones? No, it sounds like. I mean, I wasn't not there for them. Right. So (laughs) I can see people being like, well, I don't know if it's a type of show I'm interested in, but I heard there's lots of boobs. So, like, they were just trying to, like, probably, like, build an audience at that point. And shock value will draw people in, for sure. And so, at this point, they've really established, like, they have a reputation of, like, making really, really good television. So, they probably don't feel the need to be quite as shocking. So, he's getting cut by the throne, right? And at the point, he's unfit to be king. I think that's the message they're trying to to put around it here. I mean, I know... I didn't even notice uh, the second, the last episode until the rewatch that he was missing two fingers. Missing I didn't even notice that the first time. Uh, mm-hmm. And we've seen his back is all jacked up this episode. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's spreading or if these are new cuts or what. Uh, I said last episode, I felt like it, I think it's hemophiliac. Is that where you get cut? It doesn't doesn't heal. But uh, I, I think what my wife kind of brought up though is like it doesn't really spread though when your cut doesn't heal. So if it's spreading, then it's who knows? I don't know what this is. I don't think I it's spreading. Know. I think it's multiple. Cu- I mean, I think he's just getting injured, like small injuries all the time that a, you know a healthy person would heal from relatively easily. He's struggling because he has some sort of chronic illness, like you mentioned. 
Yes, but, I and I think it's just a great visual still, because in the first episode, Damon was sitting so comfortably, so casually, literally just draped and lounged up there. And that's a good visual to show that, like, not necessarily saying he would be better, but he feels confident and comfortable up there. And I don't think Viserys has ever felt truly comfortable in his role no. as king. See, so he was the original king scab. That's what it's looking like. <laughs> So large large moons tend to stink. I'd imagine it'd be even worse in a medieval setting. Of course. I mean, they're treating it with leeches and magnet or maggots. So. Way, what happened to that large tub that Queen Emma was in? Why is he in this little tiny little yeah. like, tin can? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's getting put into like a can of tuna fish or something. Yeah, it's like it's a can from Sam's Club, and they're like, pop in. <laughs> All right, so where were we next? So, so Rhaenyra finally has a seat on the small council. And you guys know that she's not cupbearer mm -hmm. anymore. I don't know how much uh, input she's actually getting to put. And I believe that's she is of Tyland, age. So, this Tylen Lannister that's replaced uh, Corliss on the small council here. So, uh, yeah, that's a good way of them just pointing out that, uh, yeah, things haven't, time has passed, but uh, wounds still haven't healed uh, because Viserys refused to marry his like nine year old daughter, you know? So, I mean, how dare he? But, uh, you know, I, I get it. I get it. He didn't want to help him with the stepstones and stuff like that. But uh, I think where you're going to see that, uh, that, that is it Lionel. Lionel's pretty much his counsel being like, yeah, maybe you should marry uh, Lainor and Rhaenyra. I'm surprised that, that he didn't just like jump on that immediately. Be like, you know, it's a damn good idea. Because I mm -hmm. felt like the light bulb went off above his head. Yeah. And for all I know, that might have been one of the suitors he had tried to line up. But they're talking about that they're going to try to marry him off to someone in Bravos. Mm -hmm. So. No, oh, they're gonna marry Lena. Lena. Yeah, oh, Lena. Lena is someone in Okay, I, I see. That's why I need to watch a second time. Okay, all right. That's my bad. My bad. Yeah. Okay. So apparently they're concerned about that alliance and it being a threat to the realm. Obviously. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Uh, so anything from this council that you guys noticed that I'm not bringing up, or you want to get right to to Magor's little secret passages? So you're telling me she's lived in this this room probably her whole life, and she she never decided, hey, that wall looks like it can move. I mean, I I don't know. I guess I don't go around my house like pushing all the walls <laughs> I mean, and stuff. I think if either of us were in a room in a castle, we'd but definitely be checking for secret passageways because we read a lot of fantasy books. But I don't know that Rainera reads a lot of fantasy, so maybe she never thought to look. I don't know, but she seems pretty like adventurous and mischievous. So you think she'd be like checking all the candles and wall sconces for levers and stuff. Especially in a castle over. that's that's like notorious for having, you know, countless hidden passageways. But okay, I love that it took her right past the skull again. Anything yeah. they're like, we spent a lot of money on that Balerion. Let's get it in yeah. there again as many times as we can. Make it happen. Uh, Bitnova, yes, we do know who the next hand will be. If you haven't read the book, you do not. Uh, as far as uh, my wife figured it out. She said, after someone as chaotic as Otto, you want some stability and think about who's given him the most stable advice so far. Yeah. So that's who she guessed. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's quite obvious who it would be. But, you know, you never know. Viserys hasn't been known for making the right choice every time so far. I mean, I think therein lies the idea of the show. Did he choose the right heir? You know, so, but, uh, you it's almost like he just needs someone to tell him what to do. Yeah, because like Allison last, again. Allison like last again. week, Allison mm -hmm. saying, you know, would, the, would it be better for the realm if the crab feeder thrived or was crushed? And they were, we were all like, why wouldn't he think of that on his own? And the same with the Lainor Valerion and Rhaenyra. It's like he was mm -hmm. like, wow, that, that's a great idea. Well, obviously it's a great idea. <laughs> so, yeah, this guy is... You know, I think he has his heart's in the right place and he wants everyone to be happy, but he is not a thinker. Like, he's not a brilliant king by any means. He wants to read histories and work on his yes. That's what he wants to do. 
it, it's, it's not kingly. Uh, we're going to come to this part, but I want to get this question first because I, I don't want to forget about it. I couldn't work out what was going on with the spy kid in Masaria. <laughs> Did he spy for her and then tell Otto the other way around? If I recall correctly, he says from the white worm. Is that not Masaria is the white worm? Yes. Okay, she's the white worm. So uh, I was looking at this at first. I was like, oh, does Otto got like little little birds, like, you know, bears or you know, little spiders or any of these things? What's going on here? And uh, so you did see when she was first going down, you see that kid like see her when she's coming back up the, yep. the steps of the keep uh, into the secret passage there. So, uh, yeah, I was trying to remember what the white worm was at first. I was like, was that the name of the brothel? But, yeah, I, I, that's I believe that's what's going on there. Masaria is not thrilled with basically being like thrown away. She can tell that Damon's done lost interest. You know yeah. he's ready to he's ready to move on. Uh, I, I think when uh when he was telling people, oh yeah, she could be pregnant one day and she doesn't want to have kids and things like that. Yeah, I think that. And, and I'm just gonna say, I thought her accent was much better this episode. Yeah, yes. it wasn't nearly as strange. It was. Much I agree. Better. I noticed that. Okay, well, uh, where we were on the so Damon is clearly playing the game here. I, and here's the reasons that I say that I, I he was very much playing here is he wants her to see how the people feel about her. He's paying attention to mm -hmm. her reaction during that puppet show. He takes her hat off before they go in that pleasure house, takes off his disguise, wants to make yeah. sure that they are seen. He makes sure that she runs into Harwin Strong mm -hmm. right there, who is one of his Kingsguard bros. You know, I mean, so there's so many things here. It's like, okay, and plus when. He can tell that she's all into it. She he kind of recoils and then leaves. He's like, okay, I've done my part. He like literally leaves her with her pants down, uh, physically yeah. and mentally, <laughs> metaphorically. Uh, he really leaves her just kind of like standing there. And I don't know, guys, if I don't know if she was just like hot to trot or <laughs> or if this gave her the courage to shoot her shot. But we're gonna get into the Chris and Cole stuff here in a second. Mm -hmm. But this this whole scene, I mean, did you what, what were you guys thinking besides ew incest? What were you guys sure. thinking here? Uh, I, I think was, he, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I thought it was cool that they watched the play and that kind of stuff because obviously under other monarchs, some of those people would have probably lost their heads for what was suggested very openly in that play. So I thought that was cool. And I did like how he told her, you really should care about what these people think and feel. You're supposed oh, she gives to like a Joffrey line. She's like, it don't matter what they think. And I'm like, ooh. Okay. It sure does. And you really should care. So I liked all that. I thought that was great. Yeah, I thought it was, like Scott said, I thought it was smart how they set up first that he's showing her, like, this is your current reputation. Mm -hmm. And then he showed her, it's within your control to, con you control the narrative. Like, you can be in charge of your life. You can show people what kind of queen you want to be. Like, he kind of gave her a, a little pep talk and got her all hot and bothered at this idea that, like, she may be young, but she has power. She can make decisions, even if it's, you know, who she screws or, you know, like, she has control here and then i don't know if it was a power play for him to just like turn heel and walk away and leave her flustered and thinking about it or could he not get it up was it another impotence thing with him because that i know was, they the said, uh, inside the episode i was like i didn't get that he was not able to rise the tower i didn't get that at all i just yeah, I, I thought, thought it was more like, like a power oh move on his hand like i'm gonna get you all like wanting it and I'm going to still do the damage of, you know, getting the rumor started, but I'm not even going to give you what you think you want. So, like, I thought it was a power move. And then after the episode, they're like, he can't get hard. And I'm like, oh, gross. I think maybe okay. that's something that has been hinted on the show, but hasn't been, that it really wasn't in here. Because you remember that first episode with uh, with Masseria, he couldn't finish. 
But I thought that was just because he was distracted, but now it's starting to add up. Maybe he I'm like, this is really sullying my like headcanon of, of David Targaryen. <laughs> I wanted never mind. <laughs> I think they were trying to present that he knew he was doing something wrong. Um sure. whether that really came through or not, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I can see that. I think I the like he knew that if he actually went through with it, Viserys would have him beheaded. But then when Viserys confronts about it, he just like, yeah, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, clearly, uh, yeah, I, I guess this is something that just kind of really flew right over my head. I, and now it's making so much sense. So yeah, glad we have these talks. I can learn about I, I more think about he, if he's going to if it's going to happen, he doesn't want it to be in a brothel against a wall, I think is probably the key. Thing. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I mean, so she is a virgin. Do you really want your first time to be up against a wall in a brothel with other people? Like, right, I mean, right. again, like, I'm, she doesn't need to be a diehard romantic, but like, that's a that's a rough start. <laughs> and they had already shed the uh, the clothing and stuff by then, so they're like flaunting their silver hair and stuff at that point. Yeah. People know who they are. Yes, so. absolutely. No disguises. Uh, so let's talk about Kristen Cole here. Um, I can't really say because someone I, I forget where it was. I'm sorry if you, you someone put the question in the chat saying, "Okay, here it is." Do you think the Kristen Cole plot is going to get changed with source material? I mean, the thing about the source material is it's so many different accounts of what I actually mean, happened. What they, is they've the got wiggle room? So I can't say <laughs> we don't know that, that didn't happen. I think the only time it would change is if like if a character dies and they didn't die at that point, or if you know someone else gets married that didn't get married in the actual history i think that's the only time you can really say that this show is changing the source material but i did have to go back and reread this section uh before we did this why so i didn't have time to rewatch it because i was confused about who said what in regard to this uh this hookup mm -hmm. between rhaenyra and and kristen cole and i told you it wasn't an accident you know that he was uh so dreamy but anyway i i, I I, I went back and it's mushroom. Mushroom says that Kristen Cole spurned her, right? Yeah. Took okay. her and took her to Septon, the Septon Eustace says it was the other way around that she spurned Cole. So like, like Cole says he'll he'll go work for like a merchant for a prince or something like that. And she says she's like above, you know, marrying a sellsword. And you know, that that pisses him off and it ruins the relationship. And then this one, it says that you know that that, that he turned her down. It's all like a big game of who. So they said just what. met in the middle and both said yes for the show. Yeah, yeah. So and that's because I mean, when it was happening, I was like, I don't, I don't think they actually did hook up. But I, you know, who knows? Who knows? Because this is all so much unreliable narrator, and these right. are people writing this history a hundred years later. You know, right. so it, it's got so much wiggle room. They could do things like this where I don't feel like it's a big change. It's, 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 it's the, it's the final word. It's here's what really happened, kind of thing. That's the way that I'm looking at it, at least. But yep. uh, I mean. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I mean, he yeah, life in danger, but yeah. She she gave him a princessly order and he obeyed it. So you know, yeah. following following I mean, tried. I mean, he, was, wish, yeah. his, his, he was saying no, but his hands were saying yes. So <laughs> I'm like, what? I wonder, like, if he'd feel the same way if he knew that he was, you know, definitely second choice for the night. Somebody else did all the all the work to get her there, yeah. and she just needed uh, an outlet at that point. And see, like, but then there's also other things in the book. Seppin Eustace does say that he he caught her and Damon. Fuck, he caught them in the act, you know. And then say, I think it might have been mushroom. It might have been hell. It might have been Gildane. I don't even know. It was like no, that never actually happened. He just he wanted to take her there to teach her how to make love or something. That's it what might mushroom. Be mushroom. Yeah. yeah, 
Whenever it's a mushroom, you always consult Scott. He is a mushroom scholar, guys. He knows everything the mushroom does. He, he, he can recount his life step by step. Uh, but so it's just so many things like that to make it where like, I'm not going to get mad about saying, oh, they changed it from the book because we don't know. Right. We don't know. So, I mean, when they start changing who, like if they were saying, okay, who, who Renera does eventually marry, if they change that, yeah, that's a big change from the book. But as it is, I don't think that this is what I would call a change. Just, oh, we get the real answer now. What should be interesting to see is that the Macer brought her the moon tea. Did she or did she not drink the moon tea? Because we didn't see it. So we're gonna find out. We're gonna yeah, find out how that goes. We do know that the next Inconceivable. episode Inconceivable. Yeah. The next episode is a wedding. Let's just say a wedding. But uh I, I, I don't know. We'll see how fast uh how fast potential babies pop out. You know, mm -hmm. we'll say that. Indeed. And what color hair they have. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they can be quicker than you know. That, oh, black of hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, when Allison does uh, confront Rhaenyra about it, and she denies it, I mean, technically she didn't lie. Right. Her and Damon didn't do it, but he does also say he never touched me. Yeah, that's that's not yeah. correct. Oh, he was touching. Like, he saw <laughs> yeah. that. I, I do like where she says, you know, questioning my virtue is treason. You know, that's even for true. the queen, that's treasonous. You know, so I I don't know I. Maybe she wants to be hard, but you know, she also is like, you know, that that would destroy my father. <laughs> you know, things like that. And again, with the things with with Viserys and Rhaenyra, oh my God, if you two would just talk to each other, it would call. It would just, it would help so much. Because look at him, Viserys confronts everybody until before he talks to Rhaenyra. Talk to Rhaenyra first. I mean, after that's Otto, where some of that work earlier, where Allison's and Rhaenyra repaired some of the relationship, mm -hmm. helped because she trusted Rhaenyra. And she went to the series and said, I believe her. She didn't do yeah. anything. So I, I, I think that was good setup and payoff. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that uh, Kristen Cole was like Ben Barnes handsome in the book, was he? I, I don't really say that really go into details that way, but I don't have Kristen to be an incel. Ben I mean, Barnes. I think if you got to be a member of the Kingsguard, I mean, basically, number one rule is don't don't sleep with who you're who you're protecting. Right. I mean, I got to think that's a big no. Seems, seems like that'd be in the handbook. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, he looked upset. I think he was also a little bit scared. Like, uh, yeah, if I get told that uh, I deflowered the princess, my head is going to be missing. Yeah, that's a huge, like, I know, like, sex is cool and stuff, but, like, that's <laughs> a huge risk. Like, that's not just even getting fired. That's, like, <laughs> you will be executed. You yeah. deflowered. You took her maidenhead. Like, you literally, there's one person you can't do that with pretty much in the seven kingdoms, but. Right there, what Arma says, she swore on her mother. So that goes to show Rhaenyra ain't got no problem telling some lies. No problem and at Allison all. Allison was like, yo, bro, I get it. I have a dead mom, too. And so she took her <laughs> word for it. So when Otto uh, when, when Viserys, like, it, like, when he confronts her about it, though, it kind of annoyed me, though. He's like, with your uncle, my brother? And I'm like, you married your cousin, dude. <laughs> like, and you're saying it's okay to marry her to her cousin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just exactly because right. he's like, yeah, but that's my brother. Like, it's different when it's your family. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he knows that Damon is pretty terrible. Like, let's be honest. Like, we think Damon's cool, like, watching from the outside looking in. But he's just like anybody with this guy. He is a grade A scallywag. <laughs> uh, yes, Vicky. Ben Barnes is my man crush, and I've got no shame in admitting it. I have yeah. a coffee mug that says I am mentally dating Ben Barnes. So, yes, that is my standard for that as a handsome man. And the most Whatever works for me. That's good. <laughs> so when Otto tells uh, tells 
Viserys this. Clearly, he isn't. I mean, who would take that news well? I mean, you could tell. I don't know. Just looking at Viserys, and maybe it's just because he's a great actor. And he's like, you can see in his eyes, he knows it's true. He knows yeah. it's true. He's just, you know, basically it's like, I'll freaking stab anyone in the eyeballs who spreads this rumor. Uh, he knows that this is going to, uh, I mean, he, people are already on his case, basically, for making this decision to place right. a woman on the throne. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to help things. So I like where he says that, you know, you are my political headache. It's like, that's right. perfect. That was good. Yeah. That was such a dad line. Like, yeah, it is. I was like, is. you know, when your dad, like, he's a good guy, but when he gets real mad, you're like, that was that moment where he's like, you are my political headache. I was like, dang, dad's mad. <laughs> he didn't ask a lot of questions before he started kicking Damon. So clearly he believed all of the rumors. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and Damon, like, just plays it all up. And I think, I think he's playing the game well until right here. I think he plays his hand too soon. Oh, marry me to right near You know, yeah. this is, it's like he you're already have waited married. for some fallout, like not complete fallout, but some consequence to this rumor and then presented it to him. You know, <laughs> let there be a little bit of court gossip. And then he's like, there's only one way to clear this up. Like, I don't know. I think you're right. I think he I think he played his hand too soon. I love uh, when David has got the auto, but he overreached. That was good. Sorry, go ahead, Scott. No, I was saying I love when Damon said I need to know what these charges are that I'm accused of. Like, yeah, I have just... no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was pretty hungover. I'm sorry, him just like collapsing in the middle of the yeah. throne room and him leaving there just kind of made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> I'm just gonna take a nap here. <laughs> he's so hungover, he doesn't even he can't even really notice he's having a knife held to his throat. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's so drunk. But uh, yeah, yeah, it uh, it again, anytime those two are together, I think it's so easily the best thing on TV. Yeah, so and yeah. Just enjoy these scenes where we have all these actors in this first season, guys. So that's, that's what I'll say. But uh, we get our, our first look here at the Cat's Paw Bag. Cat's Paw Dagger. Is it Cat's Paw or Cat's Paw? What do you say? Cat's Paw. Cat's Paw, like a cat's yeah. actual yes. paw. It's mm -hmm. just, I don't know. I always find myself saying Cat's Paw. <laughs> it's like Rock the Cat's Paw. <laughs> well, to me, this is a this is straight them being like, hey, uh, Put this in your pipe and smoke it. Rings of power. Now we got something the secret now that only fire can tell, huh? Yeah. Uh, so what did Littlefinger didn't know the whole time? All he had to do was throw this dagger in the fire. Well, I don't know that Littlefinger could speak high, uh, you know, old Valyrian, but I'm sure he probably he can find someone who can translate it for him. But I, it, it, little things like that don't 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 bother me at, at all. Yeah. But I, I thought it was a neat scene. But again, it, they're really <laughs> leaning into the Prince of His Promise stuff, and and I personally, I'm actually quite here for it. I don't all care his. about continuity in that regard. Uh, yeah. This is my continuity, guys. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. But, you know, it, it took him that long just to talk to Rhaenyra. And, again, I feel like if you just talked to her first, uh, you would have solved a lot of these problems. Yeah. Of course, you know, I don't think she ever really denies anything, does she? He never even really asks her. He just takes he, he just takes uh, Damon's word as final, she, I think. She gets upset that he believes everything without asking her, but never denies it. So, you know, she did. And that's that's a TV thing, and oh, not no, it's a book thing, and it's a storytelling thing that is one of my least favorite hiccups in a story. Is like it? It's not just miscommunication. It's that people don't talk like that. Like human nature is, you want to defend yourself. So mm -hmm. if you have the opportunity, if you're in a situation, you're gonna tell everything because you want to make sure that you're not misunderstood. But like that exchange right there with him assuming one thing and her worried that he thinks the wrong thing but not defending yourself that's just not 
Like I struggle with that. But again, that's not me picking on House of the Dragon because everything does it. And it always frustrates me just as much. I thought it was handled well, though, because it's basically positioned as it doesn't matter whether it happened or not. It's true. Put yourself in the position. People are going to believe it. With With royal court life, a rumor is all it takes. And it doesn't matter if it's true or it's not true. It doesn't matter at all. Because once the rumor has started, the damage is done. I learned that from Robin Hobb. Indeed. That is correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, Damon had to be in the record books for uh, how hungover he was. Look, I've been like <laughs> throwing up in the parking lot drunk before, and I don't think that I was on the same level here. So, <laughs> so I was saying they think that uh, they thought that they assumed that the guards had uh, had actually beat him. I don't, I don't think Viserys would have allowed that, honestly. No, I think he was, was messed he up. Anybody put hands on him. And plus, you know, King's Guard's mostly loyal to Damon, so, you know, <laughs> who knows? Uh, I'm not responding to that, Kyle. Forget it. Uh, anything about Brand the Broken, I am not talking about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good times. Power move of listening to his rant and then calmly asking, may I sit, was awesome. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there are some very good, uh, you know, dad lines, but there's some very good you know, snapbacks by the kids here, I think. Yeah. And like I said, I am not a father to girls, so I don't know how some of the stuff goes, but I'm imagining that some of the writers here are, and they they, they kind of know how these these things work a little bit, but uh, one more I saw about Otto I wanted to kind of touch on is that, yeah, he actually showed some genuine discomfort in the scene. He seemed remorseful mm-hmm. upon telling Viserys. I don't know. I think it's just that this actor is amazing. Uh, I think he is awesome. Part of it. He is spectacular, but he also knows don't go in there gloating about this. You know, I mean, he's, he's overreaching. He overreaches even more than Damon does. And it just mm-hmm. took this long to realize it. And like I said, I forgot about that stuff about how he got made the hand, you know, I mean, wow. You're just always seem to be ever the opportunist, right? Things just always kind of seem yeah. to fall in your lap. You're always at the right place at the right time. Like that's like, you can only pull that off so many times before it becomes suspicious, even to like literally Viserys Targaryen. They're like, they're like, so like if he's picking up on it, I mean, he did, he did have to have two separate people pointed out to him. <laughs> But he caught on, you know, he did catch on. So, like, you, like, Otto's not as slick as he thinks he is. I do think he was uncomfortable saying it. I think in an ideal world, that all would have come to light without him having to be the one to tell the series. No, that's when I send that guy that Damon beat up with a helmet. I send that guy again. He can just be the punching, the royal punching. <laughs> I don't think I would have been able to deliver that message, mm-hmm. even, as, even as the hand. I will say, like, since we're kind of like, you know, dancing on Otto's grave right now, in the trailer for next week, they very show a line he says where I'm like, the thing is, he's not wrong. As he mm-hmm. says, whether she's awesome or not, when he dies, there will be a succession war because the kingdom will never wholly unite under Rhaenyra. They just won't. So prepare him to rule. And to me, it doesn't even seem so much like it's a, you know, um, treasonous subversion trying to get your grandson. Like, I'm sure that has something to do with it. Like, of sure. course, he craves power. What man wouldn't? They say that all the time in this show, in these books. But at the same time, he's not wrong. Like, prepare him to rule because whether we encourage it or not, there's going to be dissent when he finally passes. So the, he has, he's not wrong. Like we don't like it. I don't like the way he's doing it. It's shady because he does have personal motivation as well, but that he's not wrong. Like the, this kid does need to be prepared yeah. to rule. Like he needs to be raised like a future king because he could be. And as we're reminded, just because someone is made king or, or successor or whatever, doesn't mean they're going to have a long reign. 
So right. Baylor the Brave yeah, was say, supposed say to be the thing perfectly. for a generation. He had a bad belly. So Yeah. They say happened. everything happened perfectly and everybody loved Rhaenyra and she was queen. And then, you know, she fell off her horse and, you know, got trampled and died. Then Aegon still needs to be raised with the mindset that he could be king someday. Exactly. So my wife gave a celebratory howl when uh, when Otto got fired. Uh, she's, <laughs> I mean, obviously it shows she's doing a great job because, I mean, I would think, you know, no reaction would be a bad thing. The fact that she just absolutely right. hates this guy. Yeah. She's absolutely crushing it, I think. But uh, something that you guys uh, probably know if you are Song of Ice and Fireers or Game of Throners, is that a thing? Sure. Throners? Sure, yeah. sure. Throners. Throner boners. Throners. Uh, <laughs> Just because uh, he lost his position doesn't mean he's going to go away, you guys. You know, he's exactly. still very much going to have plenty of influence over what is happening here. So uh, no worries there. Uh, he does tell her, basically, you're marrying Lenor, And she submits. She does. Uh, she's not thrilled about it. But, you know, basically, it almost looks like she's like saying, like, okay, will you shut up about it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's kind of what, what I got out of it. But uh, yeah. Well, that's, and that's she knew that she head. was probably already in hot water for like blowing off the whole tour and not, you know, kind of having a bad attitude about the whole thing. And then she got in this situation with Damon. So now she's probably like, okay, like if I just say yes, can we just act like all this didn't happen? Yeah. And Lenor has the benefit of being a dragon rider. So that mm -hmm. is something that not everybody can boast about. So, and they'll have that in common. Like maybe they'll super like each other and it'll be mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. I don't know if everything Otto does is for the realm, a little bit of high <laughs> <Alpine> tower. <laughs> uh, I think that Lionel strong is a little more for the realm type of guy. Cause you know, he didn't, he, he didn't present his own kids when that came up. He actually is the one who presented Lenore as the best option for the realm. So yeah. uh, we shall see. But uh, yeah, that was this episode, guys. Uh, so I don't know. I, I keep forgetting to look up what the next episode's called. Anybody have any idea what the next episode is called? I, don't I watched know. the preview. The wedding. I didn't see what the, the, yeah, I watched the preview. I don't know what it's going to be called. Yeah. So uh, if it was a friend's thinking? episode, it would be called the one with the wedding. The one with the wedding? Yeah. <laughs> What's uh what what do you think you guys are most looking forward to in the next episode? If uh, you know if you can do it without being spoilery to you know the books, but I mean, More obviously, dragons. I think the wedding and the fallout with Chris and Cole is is going to be interesting. I think well, obviously a wedding. I like weddings, but I want to see what type of chemistry they have between these two newlyweds, and if they go straight source material with it or if they're going to take yep. some liberties because like this is a relationship dynamic that i actually wouldn't mind if they took some liberties and yep. and invested a little more time in it like so anyway i'm just kind of interested to see what that dynamic is and i really hope to see the two of them in the sky together on their dragons maybe you know a little date or something a picnic on dragon they do like the superman 2 where clark and lois are like flying mm -hmm. together but do that with, like with dragons yeah there you go yeah. No. In fact, let the dragons hold wings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be so cute. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think that the, anything that they've done that feels like, oh, you know, this is being elaborated on much more than it was in the book because it is a lot of this happened and this happened. You know, they get to fill in the blanks. I think they've completely smashed it so far. So I trust them. You know, I trust them what they're going to do. I still keep thinking about, I have no idea where the season's going to end. I mean, I think i do and we'll talk after we uh, go off the air here about where we think that might happen 
but this is going to be the last episode with the young versions of, of Allison and Rhaenyra. And I, and I think it's been great. I'm pretty sure I can confidently say they're going to go five for five, you know, yeah. that they're that, with their performances. And uh, I, I mentioned to see if it will be like mid episode or if it's just going to be next week. Boom. You know, we have the new, it's going to be the time jump and we're just going to have the new actresses or not. Kind of hope that they have one full episode left. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, hell, how to train the house of your dragon? That's that's that that's that that's a that's a crossover that I'm here for. <laughs> Aegon, the early years, how to train your dragon? I'd watch oh, it. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. There's so much I want to talk about that I feel like would be spoilery, so I can't really really do that right now without getting too far into it. Just just say that, you know, they used to say that a Dothraki wedding without you know. Three or four deaths is considered a, a dull affair. I think you guys are going to be up for it's going to be like when they have a contract signing in WWE, predictable chaos. Yeah, there's going to be some predictable <laughs> chaos at this wedding. Yeah, and this will be episode, episode five. Time. I'm trying to think. Is it? It's episode six. That's kind of historically semi-epic in Game of Thrones seasons, right? Six and nine. Nice. Nine six is always nine. the best. Okay. Anyway, I don't know though, and it wasn't like a law. It just seemed to kind of work that way. So we'll see yeah. if they kind of follow that format. Yeah, they don't usually do five at the halfway and then ten. It's usually, you know, you know, the one after or the one before usually is like the real big uh crazy one. But yeah, just what I saw in the preview each week, I keep saying, Okay, I think I know where they're gonna go so far this week or whatever. But uh yeah, lots of surprises I still think. I, I'm enjoying it as far as like even more so than I was because look, when I was watching the first few seasons of Game of Thrones, I was happy it was just so, so faithful, like slavishly so. I was extremely happy about it. But this I'm like I feel like they can do both. They can be faithful, mm -hmm. and they have so much wiggle room that I can't get mad about anything. I haven't wanted right. to flip the table about anything. You know, this no. not like watching Rings of Power. I'm like, well, every for every good, I feel like there's two things I don't like. You know, with this, so I like, that and I like I like Rings of Power more than Scott <laughs> does, and I think <laughs> yes, even yes. somewhat more than Madison does. But I, I I will be like, you know, hey, I like that. Oh, I don't like. Oh no, what is this? Oh, not Harper yeah. again. I'm not doing that with this show. Everything is just like this is great. That's even better than I thought it could be. Yeah. That's it's perfect. So, uh, yeah, you're asking me to declare a winner right now. Kind of pretty, okay, pretty. The, the, the costuming. Tell me that the, the, the costuming on the show doesn't look better than the $11 billion Lord of the Rings show. It's incredible. I think the main difference for me is that I think aesthetically they're going for a very different look with mm -hmm. uh, Rings of Power because it's so elven heavy that I think they have that kind of ethereal look mm -hmm. And it does look costumier, but Middle Earth is way different than Westeros. And Elven culture is way different than Targaryen culture. So I think it does. I do like the costuming in Rings of Power, but it's aesthetically a very different tone. And this just looks more lived in and realistic. I think, yeah, Lord of the Rings is always, it's, it's always kind of more fairy tale-ish, you mm -hmm. know, and especially when you're dealing with el elves, you know, everything is going to look bright and beautiful and perfect. Mm -hmm. and even more so now they're doing Numenor, which is just like ridiculous. Looks amazing. Beautiful. Yeah, it looks awesome. So it, it is going to have a little bit of a difference, but it was just like one scene where, where Damon and Rhaenyra were outside talking. I'm just like looking at the, the scenery around how they have like everything, just like the little props set up and stuff. I'm just like, mm -hmm. this is so, looks so lived in. It looks, it looks so real. And I just love that. I just feel like I can't get beat. I don't know. It's, it's Even weird. walking around Flea Bottom and stuff, I thought it looked super cool. When yeah, what's up with the, the dude that had like no eyeballs? Like when you yeah. know, the day that you die? No, I want you to close your eyelids, please. <laughs> <laughs> or the person that's like singeing off your eyebrows? It's like, wow. It's, 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 it's I do wish we had spent more time at Storm's Inn because that's a place that I adore in the books. Did we ever see it on the original show? 
I don't remember. I don't think so. It would not very much. Probably when they introduced Stannis, maybe. Because um, I don't remember that or or Casterly Rock, and I think it's Madison just said that Casterly Rock was kind of meh. So Casterly Rock was meh. Yeah, that was of course that was the latter parts of the show, as I recall. So a lot of stuff was meh at that point. Uh, Matthew, we'll see Vagar. Trust me, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it when you see it. I think they're waiting that for that. That's going to be like their big special effects money shot this year. Mm-hmm. When you see that one. Uh, for this one, look, I, I don't want to turn this into the weekly the House of the Dragon versus Rings of Power show, but to me, it isn't just as much the the the, the writing. It isn't even the costuming. It's the dialogue. The yeah. dialogue on the show is so good. It makes like some of the stuff that that Becerra says last week. I just wanted to like write it down. It was so mm-hmm. good. I never get that feeling when I'm watching Rings of Power. It never mm-hmm. really ever feels like anything. And see, Madison disagrees. She done. She done bounce. <laughs> She, she doesn't balance. I think she was having connectivity <laughs> issues, but uh, yeah, yeah. She see, oh, yep. See, she's out. She's out. She has no. Out. I guess that means we should go ahead and uh, and close it out. But uh, yeah, another great episode, guys. I mean, what else can you say except that this is? We were already had you and I had pretty high expectations, and I think they're exceeding it every way. And to think that this is season one. What's going to happen when they hit their stride, man? No you doubt. Know, I, I think it can only get better. We'll see. I'm very, very, I'm, I'm bummed that Miguel Sapochnik is bouncing after this, but the fact that Condal is going to continue to, you know, run this, I'm very, very confident in the direction it's going. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that is it guys. Madison, did you want to add anything since you uh, just got back? Before we yeah, I don't down. know what happened. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> I don't really have the dialogue. The dialogue, I think, is the biggest difference between this show and Rings of Power. That oh, just yeah. makes it so so much better. Just the, the dialogue is just amazing. You haven't seen the things I have seen. Yeah. You have not seen what I have seen. And with that, guys, <laughs> we will Move talk on. to you next Sorry. week. <laughs>